This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. This podcast is sponsored by listeners just like you. To become a supporter of this podcast, please go to HasidicStory.com. H-A-S-I-D-I-C Story.com. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. As you recall, last week I told the story of how a Naguna, a woman whose husband had disappeared and couldn't get a divorce, was sent by Reb Shner Zalman of Liadi to Vilna, the city that had some of the greatest opposers of the Hasidim, to the head of the community, Reb Meir Files, And to his shock and surprise, after weeks of not understanding where this woman was sent to him, the woman's husband showed up, and he started thinking a little differently about the Hasidim after that. The next day, a poor Jew comes to Vilna, and he comes to the main shul. He was a chassid on his way to visit Reb Shner Zalman in Liozna. And he goes to the main shul, takes out a large volume of the Talmud, drops it down on the table, and very quickly was deep in studying the Talmud. Since it was Thursday evening, the wanderer decided that he was going to spend Shabbos in Vilna. And the gabai of the shul, he noticed that this was no normal schlepper. There was something special about this guy. He didn't ask for any money. And he was very happy just to have some coarse bread and herring that he took out of his bag. And he sat there with the herring and the bread and his Talmud and was very happy. Friday morning, the Gabbai comes over to him and he said, Where are you planning on spending Shabbos, my friend? And the Chassid said, I'm going to sleep here in the shul and eat here in the shul. I'm very happy to be here. The Gabbai told him, You know, in our community, there's many wealthy Jews and they would be very happy to have a scholar like you at their house. He looked up from his Talmud at the Gabbai and he said, A scholar? I don't know, but I'm very happy here in the shul with my bread and herring. No, thank you. When the Gabbai told this conversation to some of the wealthier Jews in the community, they all started arguing with one another who was going to host this special Jew. And one of the wealthy Jews, he decided to enlist the rabbi of the community to come and help him. And the two of them go over to the chassid who's sitting and learning, said, please come to my house for the meals on Shabbos. The chassid said, listen, since you insist, I'll eat by you but I'm going to sleep in the shul if that's okay with you. So they said, fine, sleep in the shul, but come eat by us. So Friday evening, there was lots of Torah discussion, and the wealthy Jew was very grateful for having such a special Tamid Chacham be sent his way. And before Birkat Amazon, the grace after meals, the wealthy Jew said a deep sigh. Ah! The chassid wondered what this was about, but he didn't ask any questions. He went back to the Beit Midrash after the meal, and resumed learning his Gemara. After davening in the morning, he went back to the wealthy Jew, and they had a lively debate about Talmudic subjects, and again at the end of the meal, just before Birkat Amazon, the wealthy Jew gave a deep sigh. <sighs> again, the chassid didn't say anything, and this happened at Sudash Lishit, and after Shabbos at Malava Malka. And at this point, the chassid was very curious, and he gently asked his host, what was happening in order to make him sigh like that all the time? And the host said that he was a very successful businessman, but now he was in a lot of trouble. Some of his competitors had lied about him, said that he had done things that he hadn't done, and he was sentenced to three years in Siberia. And they appealed it, and the appeal was not accepted. The court confirmed the verdict, three years in Siberia. And they had one last chance. The case was going to be reopened for the last time in St. Petersburg. And only Hashem knew what was going to happen. 
So when the chassid heard this, he said, listen, I have something confidential that I need to tell you. Can we please go and speak for a moment in private? So the two of them go, close the door behind them. And the chassid said, listen, I'm giving you advice that you go right now to my Rebbe, Schneer Zalman, in Liozna, and ask him to give you advice in a bracha. He said, if you're impressed with me, believe me, I'm the least of the Hasidim of the Alter Rebbe. And I'm going there myself. And I promise you, 100%, Reb Schneer Zalman will be able to help you. So the wealthy Jew said, listen, I'm in business with a partner. And the truth is, I have to ask him. So let me call him and we'll talk about it right now. And he told the business partner what the Hasid had said. And the partner said, you know, I'm a little concerned. We know the Hasidim are crazy. And if people here in town heard that we headed out to talk with Schneer Zalman, things might get even worse for us. I don't think it's such a good idea. And so they were debating back and forth what to do. And in the end, they decided to ask Reb Meir Files. And whatever Reb Meir said to them, they would do. So Reb Meir listened to their story. And remembering what had just happened with the Aguna, he told them, I agree that you should go to Schneer Zalman in Liozna. The two businessmen were kind of surprised they didn't expect Reb Meir to say that. But they immediately took off with the Hasid to Liozna. <laughs> and when they got there, they told Reb Schneer Zalman all the details of their problems. The Rebbe looked at them and he said, Now you too look like you've learned some Gemara before. So tell me, what's the meaning of the following Talmudic passage? Malchusa da'ara ke'en malchusa de'rakia. The worldly kingdom resembles the heavenly kingdom. The two business partners, they stood there, completely silent, they didn't have an answer. So Reb Shneur Zalman, he said, okay, I'll give you the answer. It says, Zeshmi le'olam, this is my name forever. And the Talmud says that Hashem is not called by his name. And just like Hashem is not called by his name, so too the Tsar is not called by his name. And with this, the Rebbe sent them on their way without giving them any advice on what to do regarding their court case. And the two businessmen left. They looked at one another and they said, okay, everything the people had said about the Hasidim, probably right. They are crazy. They got on their horses and they were a bit depressed. And when they got back to Vilna, they went to Reb Meir and said, you know, that Hasidic Rebbe, Shner Zalman, he's not all there. Not only did he give us the strange quote about the Talmud, but he didn't give us any advice whatsoever about our court case. And so Reb Meir came to the same conclusion, and he said, well, I guess that whole thing that happened with the Aguna, it was just a coincidence after all. Three months passed, and the date for the trial in St. Petersburg grew closer, and no matter how many lawyers they spoke with, they all said there's no hope. One of them recommended that the two businessmen throw themselves at the feet of the Minister of Justice and beg for mercy. He said, maybe, maybe he'd have a little mercy on you. And after trying all kinds of lawyers, they realized that that was probably their best choice. They learned that the Minister of Justice would go for a walk at the same time every day in the private gardens. And so they spoke with a the guard there. They bribed him and they told him, you'll let us in and you'll tell us when the Minister of Justice comes. Of course, the guard knew who the Minister of Justice was, and these two had no idea. So the next day, they were led into the park by the guard. And they're sitting on a bench, waiting for the Minister of Justice. And it happened to be that on that day, the Minister of Justice wasn't feeling well, and he stayed home. But around the same time, the Minister of Education had come for a walk. 
And the two Jewish businessmen sitting on the bench, they see a distinguished person coming in through the gate, and the guard had opened the gate. But the guard, realizing that it wasn't the minister of justice, he gives a sign. And these two, not understanding, they thought that was the sign that this is the minister of justice. So they jumped up and they threw themselves at the feet of the minister of education. And they said, please, you have to help us. We have no hope. And the minister said, gentlemen, please, I'm afraid you've made a mistake here. Your case obviously belongs to my colleague, the minister of justice. I'm the minister of education and I can't help you. The two businessmen, of course, were brokenhearted. They got up, dusted themselves off, and started walking out of the garden. A few minutes later, however, the minister said to the guard, go and bring those two Jews back here. I want to talk with them. Now, the guard was a little alarmed because if the minister wanted them to come back, maybe he wanted them to testify against the guard for illegally allowing them into the gardens. But he didn't have a choice. He ran over, caught up with them, and told them that the minister wants to see them. They could see how scared the guard was, and they were scared themselves because they thought they might be put in prison. But they also didn't have a choice, so they went back together. And the minister said to them, I can tell from your faces that the two of you are educated Jews. If you can answer a question that the Tsar asked me recently, then I would be willing to pass on your request directly to the Tsar. And if he likes your answer, then he'll let you off and cancel your court case. So the two of them said, okay, what's the question? The minister of education said, the Tsar and I were discussing this just the other day. The Tsar said, it's written in your Talmud, the worldly kingdom resembles the heavenly kingdom. And His Majesty the Tsar could not understand how the earthly kingdom could possibly resemble the kingdom of heaven. And being the minister of education, he expected that I should know the answer, but I didn't have an answer. Maybe you two have an answer? Well, the two Jews were looking at one another. Their hearts were racing. Their eyes were open, amazed at what was happening three months ago. When they were in Liozna by Reb Schneer Zalman, he gave them the answer and the interpretation of what this means. So they told the minister of education, just as God is not called directly by his name, so the Tsar also is not called directly by his name. And the minister of education, he liked this answer. And he went back to the Tsar the next day. And the Tsar liked the answer. And he canceled their court case. Done. That's it. They weren't going to Siberia. All their problems were over. So they thanked the minister of education. And the minister, of course, thanked them because he was put on the spot looking for an answer. And the two of them quickly got on their horses and carriage and went as quickly as possible back to Vilna. And even before they went home to tell their families what had happened, they went to the house of Reb Meir Files and told him everything that had happened. As soon as Reb Meir heard the story, he lost no time. He jumped on his horse and set out for Liozna, where he attached himself with all of his soul to Reb Shner Zalman of Liadi and became one of his closest chassidim. Ah, la 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 la
I want to thank the new supporters of this podcast, the Levy family from Miami, and their children, Aviel, Amitai, Asher, Eli, and Gabriel. Thank you so much for becoming a supporter, and thank you to my listeners and all of the supporters of this podcast. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. If you'd like to become a supporter of this podcast, please go to my website, HasidicStory.com. H-A-S-I-D-I-C Story.com. You'll see there's a link there where it says become a supporter. Thank you again for listening. And please make sure to share this podcast with your friends. If you're listening someplace where it's possible to leave feedback, the feedback makes a big difference. And also, I love hearing from the listeners. So please be in touch. Thank you very much.